Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, March 15th, as uh, Shakespeare quoted, be, beware the Ides of March. Uh, it is the, the Ides of March. And hopefully not beware uh, of this podcast because you've got good stuff coming to you. But um, if your name is Julius, you might want to, you know, just keep your head on a swivel today. Um, let's take a look. You know, we ended last week with, uh, looking at Hosea, uh, into one of the prophets. Let's continue on that. Our first reading reading today is from Isaiah and it is so good. Uh, even though the gospel is good too, I couldn't stay away from Isaiah. So let's read Isaiah 65, 17 to 21, chapter 65, 17 to 21. Okay. My friends are reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Lo, I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The things of the past shall not be remembered or come to mind. Instead, there shall always be rejoicing and happiness in what I create. For I create Jerusalem to be a joy and its people to be a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and exalt in my people. No longer shall the sound of weeping be heard there or the sound of crying. No longer shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not round out his full lifetime. He dies a mere youth who reaches but a hundred years. And he who fails of a hundred shall be thought accursed. They shall live in the houses they build and eat the fruit of the vineyards they plant. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh my gosh, there's so much there. And and if you're like me, and, and again, I know I'm a church nerd, but if you're like me, so many images come to mind, so many different passages that that brought up. Uh, that it's like, oh, I think of this, I think of this, and we'll get to some of those. But first, let's do a little background. Remember, we did that on Hosea. Won't go into the idea of prophets again. If you are new to this podcast today, if you didn't listen to Fridays, go back and listen to it. I did a lengthy prologue about what prophets are and generally what they are not. And Isaiah, of course, is the greatest of the prophets in the Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, We are in chapter 65. The book of Isaiah goes 66 chapters, and it is believed by scholars, scripture scholars, who are far more learned and clever than I, that there were three uh, Isaiahs. The main, the the original one, uh, wrote the first 39 chapters of Isaiah. He was speaking to the, um, the people before the exile and basically warning them and saying, here's what's happening. Second Isaiah would have probably been, uh, whether it was a student of his or in the school of Isaiah, uh, took his name and wrote what is believed to be chapters 40 through 55 uh, and in the Babylonian exile. Uh, And and I, I could go into depth as to why, you know, some of these various scholars said this, but But uh, chapter 40 starts out with just such great hope in that you're going to go home. It's it's the one we read every Advent when we say every valley shall be filled and every mountain made low. You know, basically you're going home. You you, you know, your time of exile is, is finished. He was giving hope to the people 
in, in Babylonian exile. Well, then the last 10 chapters, 56 through 66, are thought to be this third Isaiah, again, of the school of Isaiah, taking his name at a later date when they were back from exile in Jerusalem. And so it would have been, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know how long they would have been back in exile, but they came back from exile about, oh, let's say 500 and, you know, 30-ish odd years before Christ would have been born. Uh, so he is speaking to the people back in Jerusalem as they are beginning to rebuild. And, and my friends, it, 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 that, that should cloud everything of what we hear because it's so good. Um, okay, so what is Isaiah doing here? Uh, third Isaiah, in in this chapter sixty five, he's he's creating a vision for them. He's giving them something that says, "Listen, uh, this is what God is capable of. Do you believe that?" They had just gone through a trauma. I am sure they were suffering post traumatic stress. You know, in in spades. There, they wouldn't have named it as such. That's a modern call, uh, idea, of course. But they were living uh, under generations who were killed off uh, and and their very parents or grandparents would have been killed before the exile uh, or during the exile and just a fraction of them came back and and this is after the 10 tribes in in the north had already been lost you know years before and so they were a pittance of the people that they were and I suspect they were probably, even though they were back in Jerusalem feeling downtrodden, the temple and had been leveled, you know, and here they were, the very temple, the seat of God. Has God left us? All these things. Well, Isaiah is giving them hope. He's giving them a vision. And, and he says, thus says the Lord. Okay, remember, the prophet speaks on behalf of God. And so he's, these are the words of God through the prophet Isaiah. Lo, I am about to create a new heavens and a new earth. You may feel um, overcome with sorrow. And yes, you're back home, but you see the destruction of the land. And you may be down. You may be filled with, with depression and hurt and anger and sadness and grieving. But lo, I'm about to do something well. Look, I'm about to create a new heavens and a new earth. The things of the past. What was the thing of the past? Oh, their unfaithfulness before they went to Babylon. Oh, the fact that they spent 50 years in Babylon under captives. Um, you know, as we just heard yesterday in yesterday's Psalms, that, that they were uh, asked to, required to sing songs of Zion, but how can we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land, right? You know, because their mirth, it's gone. Things of the past shall not be remembered to come to mind. All those baggage, all those things you're carrying, that regret, that sadness, that grieving, it shall be remembered no more. Instead, there shall always be rejoicing and happiness in what I create. He's setting before them something new. He's inviting them to a new place. And brothers and sisters, if we had just been through the Holocaust, if we had just been through something similar to what that had happened, wouldn't we want a similar vision placed in front of us that says, this isn't the end. This isn't the end. The sadness you carry, all those people you lost, a new heavens and a new earth are being created. The things of the past shall not be remembered. Rejoicing and happiness. For I create Jerusalem to be a joy and its people to be a delight. Remember, Jerusalem just doesn't mean the city. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. It means the people. It means the Hebrew people. I created you to be a joy. 
and all of you to be a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and exult in my people. You are still my people. Even if you think I'm gone because the temple is is leveled. No, we're going to rebuild it. And I am still here with you. I was with you in Babylon. And I am with you when you think there's destruction. You know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? Psalm 23. I'll fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me hope. That's what he's telling them here. I mean, it's, it's my friends, this is so good because it's word after word after word of hope. No longer shall the sound of weeping be heard there or the sound of crying. No longer shall there be in an infant who lives but a few days. Have you had a miscarriage? Have you had a stillbirth? Do you know what that feels like? Our God is saying no. You are not stilted anymore. You shall not have a short life. It's going to be long. How long? He dies a mere youth who reaches but 100 years. They shall live in the houses they build. I mean, he's, he's putting before them and saying, this is all possible. And, and what it brings to, to mind to me is, is a second Isaiah. Of course, that wonderful um, second Isaiah <clears throat> vision where he says, uh, and this is Isaiah 43, so this is when they're in Babylon, remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago, consider not, see, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? In the wilderness I make a way, in the wasteland rivers. See, I am doing something new. Even now it springs forth. Can you not envision it? Do you not see it? You know, if we were to go on, this is chapter 65 now of Isaiah, I'm back to it, <laughs> back from 43. If we were to go on, we would read that, that wonderful, famous uh, line, the wolf and the lamb shall pasture together. The lion shall eat hay like the ox, but the serpent's food shall be dust. No harm shall come uh, on all my holy mountains, says the Lord. Again, he's putting out vision after vision, hope after hope. The other thing that, that well, two more things come to mind that it's, it's putting out in front of us. You know, that Revelations, of course, is the last book in all of Scripture and the Christian Scriptures, but in all the, the, the Bible. And uh, it goes 22 chapters long. Well, um, Isaiah only goes 66 chapters long and we're at 65. So again, it's all hope at the end. It's all hope. Well, same with Revelation. 22 chapters long and, and 21 has that wonderful, uh, it starts out right away filled with hope. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The former heaven and the former earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw a holy city, a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The writer of, of uh, Revelation, many say it's John, but the writer of, of Revelation, whomever that was, is using that same exact imagery that Isaiah is using at the end of his book, saying there's hope, this new Jerusalem, this new people. You are not forgotten. It's coming down. The old shall pass away. If we kept reading on, we'd say there's no more tears. You know, that, that God will dwell within. Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. And he will be with them always, and he will wipe every tear from their eyes in just the same way, brothers and sisters. Because those people were living through uh, that, that, that time of destruction, right? They were living through persecution and, and all the things that were going on. And the writer of the apocalypse, the writer of Revelation was saying, no, there is hope here. There is hope here, just like the, the writer of 3rd of Isaiah, of Isaiah 65, was giving hope. 
last example I'll use is that of uh, MLK, Martin Luther King, when he was on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in 1963 and gave his incredibly wonderful and beautiful and famous speech, I Have a Dream. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream... Uh, that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. And then he goes on and on and on. Brothers and sisters, that is what Isaiah is doing for us today. He's putting out a dream for us. Do you not perceive it? Even now it springs forth. Just like Martin Luther King was doing. He was saying, listen, I know Mississippi and I know Georgia and these things are not happening yet, but I know it's coming. As Martin Luther King would say, the arc of the universe is long and it bends toward justice. I know where this is all ending. That's exactly what Isaiah and the writer of Revelation would say. This is where it's ending with a new Jerusalem and a new hope and a new heavens and a new earth. And the lion and the lamb laying down together. My friends, I guess my question for us to ponder today, are you able to grasp that dream? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Because that's what Isaiah is bringing today. You may be down today for whatever reason. This pandemic has been tough, tough, tough. It may be financial. It may be personal. It may be... um, We're feeling isolated. We may have just buried a loved one uh, this last weekend. Brothers and sisters, can you see beyond that sadness and say the arc of the universe is long and it bends towards justice. It bends toward hope. It bends toward love because it's our God is bigger. It is bigger than whatever we carry, bigger than whatever we carry. And I'm so grateful for the men and women who carry that vision in our life to say, my friends, This is not the end. I love that wonderful saying that in the end, everything will be okay. And if it's not okay, that means it's not the end. Because that's what our God is saying. Through Isaiah, thus says the Lord. These are not the words of Zinc. Thus says the Lord. Behold, I am doing something new. Even now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Jerusalem will not be a place of wailing. I created you for delight delight. Brothers and sisters, have a vision. And may it be big as Martin Luther King's was and Isaiah's was and the writer of Revelations. May it be big and hold on to it in hope, not just in in optimism, not just in, you know, this would be great if it could happen. In, In real hope that this is who our God is and this is what he can do. Today's a good day, brothers and sisters, because our God promises this. Will we see it? I don't know that, but I know it's coming. I know it's coming, and so do you. Let's pray. Uh, We begin the joyful mysteries today. Uh, We're back to the beginning. And so let's uh, just begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. The angel Gabriel announces the plan, the possibility, the vision, I might say, 
to Mary, who says, by the way, yeah, I believe. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, be well, be women and men of a vision. Grasp onto it and hold on tight, brothers and sisters, because our God, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. We'll see you tomorrow.